0: As a side note, I don't know if I'll keep this in the show or not. But did Chris mention he lives in Jeffrey Dahmer's house?
1: No way! Nineteen eighties
0: now. Hey, welcome back to another bonus. I'm going to call him bonus now, not bonus. Special, exclusive. That's who hey. Like welcome special. back to another. What did we say? Exclusive interview. Right mm-hmm, there you go. Mm-hmm. Special exclusive mm-hmm. exclusive interview on nineteen eighties now. Mm-hmm. I, quite you know, hey, our weekly show is a is an examination of nineteen eighties pop culture and its continued influence today. And hey, the folks, mm-hmm. uh, the gentleman mm-hmm. I'm gonna be speaking with today, uh Dave Philpot is hey, he he is he is that because what he has done is he's published a very contemporary book here, but where with letters uh to some of our favorite uh, pop stars from the nineteen eighties. Um mm-hmm. so, I really want to read this. (laughs) It's, it's, you know, look, it's a funny idea. So the, you know, Derek or or David is his dad, Derek, who is the older gentleman, Mm -hmm. um, wrote these letters to pop stars, uh, asking them questions where quite often, you know, the, the, was some of them were were commenting uh, on songs that they wrote because the they took it literally, you know, or, or, or <laughs> say Dave's father took it literally. For example, one of my favorite one is, it ones is uh, when they write to the Steve Miller Band looking to hire them for a, uh, to, to do magic. Presumably <laughs> because of their, their song, Apricadabra so, uh, so, uh, so again, uh, Derek Philpott writes, Dear the Steve Miller Band, I was referred to by <laughs> Top of the Pops 2 as I am looking for a close-up magician to perform at Gordon Gillard's <laughs> granddaughter's wedding in November. Oh. I have a few reservations, however, however, which uh, will need to be addressed prior to making a full booking. Oh, Firstly, given your assertion that every time I call your name, you heat up like a burning flame, <laughs> I was wondering if I could address you by an alternative, possibly stage moniker, such as the Space Cowboy, Maurice, or the Gangster of Love, perhaps. <laughs> Furthermore, after saying abracadabra, could we please have it from you in writing that you will not reach out and grab any of the guests, but instead move on to the next table to perform the next sleight of hand, as we fear that your intended overfamiliarity would not be acceptable in such a formal setting. And on and on and on, and the coolest thing about this is a member of the That's Steve so Miller amazing. Band actually wrote back. And did he get it or like how 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 yeah, the joke yeah, was it? He. he got he gets it. Oh good. Including the fact that he says uh He says, I am not Steve Miller. Uh, I did, however, work with Steve as part of his band for several years, having co-written and played guitar on his hit Jungle Love, the song that answers the burning question, what would happen if Dr. Seuss took an enormous dose of LSD? The fact that I see Steve once a year gives me to my sociopathic manner of thinking complete permission to handle all of his musical and personal affairs he oh, definitely wow. got it yep <laughs> anyway on right. and on and on uh, t- tons of uh, pop artists that we love uh howard jones uh dave stewart from the Eurythmics, uh, elvis costello he writes to tears mm-hmm. for fears human league oh, anyway my so uh, you'll definitely gonna want to check out to dear mr kershaw at pensioner rights mm-hmm. hey and so you know along these lines because we're talking to dave today i did a, a We did post on social media asking, did you ever write a fan letter? And we did hear back from Mm -hmm. from some folks. Mm -hmm. On Facebook, Scott wrote, I did one time. Wrote to Rodney Dangerfield, got an autographed picture back. All right. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. Joan writes, uh, met Beach Boys, Bruce Johnston, and Mike Love at a restaurant. Bruce, I wrote the song's composer, wrote down an address and a song nearest a faraway place on their 2020 album, suggesting I give it a listen. So yes, after that, I did write a fan (laughs) letter. So on wow. the letter, I guess it said, cool. Joan, give this a listen. Is what I'm getting yeah. at. Right yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever write fan letters or anything like that? I wrote into a comic book and it got printed, but it wasn't oh, exactly huh? a fan letter. So I like wrote great. into, you know, the authors of the book kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, and right. it's very exciting. Like three or four issues later, it was like, oh, there's my letter. That and the is answer cool. kind of thing. Yeah. So I didn't get written back to, and I have yeah. that comic book, by the way. I have the one that my name is in. Oh. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever have. I'm surprised. Hmm. Considering your I love of Duran Simon Yeah. Right?
1: <laughs> oh, well, you know what? I might have been one of the, well, I don't know about one of the earliest, but I had a little fan fiction that I wrote. Oh. <laughs> this sounds much
0: better. <laughs> <laughs> I can't share it, though. <laughs> oh, come on. Future oh, blog no. post. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put a different author's name.
1: <sighs> oh, oh, yeah. I need a... You, know, you need a nom de, de plume. Nom de plume.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's already nom de blooms in there, so mm. <laughs> you'll have to figure out which one is me. <laughs> I think it'll be pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that, John? <laughs> uh, hmm. I would say whoever the protagonist of this uh, fiction is, yeah, probably. Uh, the closest I ever came, I think, was writing, a, sending a postcard to Ronald Reagan after he was shot. That wow. mm-hmm. you was know, sort of a thing that, I don't know if in school they encouraged us to do that, maybe. Huh. And we did get postcards, hmm. like, back. From the okay. White House, you know, signed by him with a little note. I'm sure it was, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And I wrote, just much like our friend Tony Great, uh, similar to mm-hmm. Tony Great, I had written to Kenner suggesting a toy. Oh, it wasn't a contest. Man. I just took it upon myself to suggest something. And they wrote back right. saying, oh. uh, we can't make every toy a kid ask for a kid. Shit it. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. They let uh, you down. Let's see. On Twitter, Gen X Girls Grow Up wrote, yes, tons, and got lots of responses. Jane Fonda stars of the soap opera general hospital not sure what i wanted to accomplish other than to let them know how much i admired them and to thank them Uh, and finally on instagram kyle writes i wrote one in the 1980s to baseball player dave winfield very cool yeah
1: i am surprised i never wrote one but i think i was
0: too shy i I I thought it would be like dear simon marry me love cat (laughs) that's it Please read this fan fiction. Respond accordingly. Oh, oh, no. Let's make this fiction a reality. <laughs> oh, P.S. You are the character known as James LeBond. James, <laughs> <laughs> James LeBond? Yeah, he just a- changes the first name. Yeah, no, exactly. It's a cousin. It, yeah, it's kind of what I'm, What's the word I'm looking for? Anthropomorphic. <laughs> mm. The name you gave him? There's wolves and tigers, uh, you know. Oh. Oh. So you completely, wow, you really Mm hid yourself and Simon in this. Well, it's probably not all that hidden, but yes. So, Ken, are you a furry? (laughs) No. (laughs) Not so you could prove it. No. Yeah, I guess in the 1980s it wouldn't have been called that. Just a story. Okay. All right. Don't read anything into it. Just a story. (laughs) Uh, I can't think of any I... other way to, you know, uh, perfectly uh, tie this into bringing out our guest. So let's just do that. Hey, in a moment, we'll be right back with our <laughs> guest today, Dave Philpott. Prior to this point in time, somewhere in the past, the timeline skewed into this tangent, creating an alternate 1985. Alternate you, alternate me, but, 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 reality for everyone else. For over a decade, our guest today has been on quite a bonkers crusade, writing old-fashioned letters to punk, pop, and rock stars, picking up on genuine ambiguities within their lyrics or often deliberately misunderstanding them for comedic effect. And what's particularly endearing, or crazy, wild, is that the artists have written back. Uh, we've been enjoying Dear Mr. Kershaw, A Pensioner Writes, the cult cult, Comedy best selling book of letters to 80s pop legends with, again, genuine hilarious replies from the artists. And we are looking forward to reading the new edition of Dear Mr. Popstar, the latest book from our guest, which features even more wildly entertaining exchanges with some of our favorite musicians. Both books are available everywhere now. Of course, you can always support a local bookstore without losing that big chain experience by purchasing your copies at bookstore.org. Please welcome to the show, Dave Philpot. So I've got to say, just right off to start here, Derek Philpott is, uh, is uh, got the writer's credit on here. And uh, other than sharing the same uh, surname, you do not look like an 80-year-old pensioner.
1: Derek is actually my father. Oh. And, uh, yeah, and th- the whole project started it because basically, Will, I'm obsessed with music. I'm It's my whole life. I'm, I'm a yeah. professional musician. I, I, I am obsessed with music. Um, But my dad isn't. My, my dad hasn't got a clue, but, you know. So what I, I, I we found, it, I found it very, very funny to, to, to play him records yeah. and he would just... Where, where for example you and I would listen to the stones you know and Mick Jagger's going I see a red door and I want to paint it black me and you because we're <laughs> music fans we'd go oh my god that's the same pen that bought sympathy for the devil my dad mm-hmm. would go well my my dad would say well if he sees a red door and wants to paint it black he's got to make sure that there's enough undercoat on there otherwise it's going to turn out <laughs> purple and he doesn't my dad doesn't care who it is. So sometimes my dad will say to me, who is this record by? And I would say, if I tell you, it absolutely completely kills the whole thing. It doesn't <laughs> matter whether it's a band re- rehearsing in their shed or playing in a, stu- or playing in a stadium, yeah. you know, or as I love Duran Duran, my dad will listen to Hungry Like the Wolf and say, this makes no sense. Why is he isolated starvation to wild dogs why can't it be why can't it be peckish like the panda why can't it be starving like the starling or famished yeah. like the ferret so the whole project started we would be basically playing my dad records knowing that he had no knowledge and he, and that he would get all of the sort of reverence aside and go straight for the lyric and we'd act like he'd be he'd be like internal audit like a compliance department you know so yeah. So, so that's how it started. So I, I would write down what he'd say, and he was completely up for it. Um, yeah. it I mean, one, one day he phoned me and said, I oh, I've been doing some research into this band. I said, well, we can't do that one then, oh. mm-hmm. because you're not supposed right. to know anything,
0: you know? So he was trying to be help more helpful, but he might have been killing the bit because he was just too – he couldn't be then just sort of uh, impulsively responding.
1: Yeah, and he, knew, and he knew too much, Will. Yeah, yeah. So um, – and also, you'll see from the book that uh, where my dad does a reply, it, you know, g- goes into a lyric, he'll then he'll then just say stuff like, uh, "Well, you know, see a red door, want to paint it Your yeah, uncle Len tried that. We went to the DIY shop, and <laughs> and then, and then and then and then we start to proffer unwanted information about our day to day lives. You know, we, we're trying to be right. over familiar, and uh-huh. so that's that's why it's Derek Philpot, and that's why it's is a pensioner rights, because he's eighty four now.
0: I guess I'm most surprised, I mean, I'm not so surprised that, uh, you know, these are, these are uh, contrived in a sense, but uh, what you're telling me is they're less contrived than I thought, that they actually are, in fact, based on your father's genuine responses. Uh, I had imagined that maybe you were just sitting down and, you know, you're a brilliant comedy writer and just crafting these clever uh, letters, but no.
1: Well, I I did, I did a podcast last week and like, what I just, what I realized for the first time is that it's so blurred. Yeah, and we're we're so close to it that I I'm reading letters now from the book that you've got in front of you, and I I'm reading these letters back saying, "My God, that actually happened! That that actually happened!" <laughs> you know, um. So I'm too close to it, really, Will, to to answer the question properly because, yeah. Der, Derek and Dave, we are basically. Exaggerated versions of ourselves. So, Dad's not so much involved in it now because he's so old. So, what I do now is like channel my dad, sure. and, and I, I like get an artist and say, "Right, well, I will pretend I know nothing about this artist, and I go and I go, I'll, I'll go straight straight for the lyric."
0: Right, right. Um, So, look, at some point, you make a decision to actually send these letters. Were you ever expecting a re- response? What was the goal in the beginning?
1: Oh no, no, it, it, it was literally. um, I mean, just getting back to the character thing again, yeah. the reason why we assumed pseudonyms, you know, and I'm Dave Philpott, that's not my real name, as you know, if we'd have just done it in our own names, yeah. by wearing a mask, where a normal person would stop and say, this is ridiculous, <laughs> that's our starting point. It's like Monty Python. So so where, where we get to a letter and say, we can't write that, that's absolutely ridiculous. We say, well, that's okay, it's a mask, so we can just... Right wow. Right. Go off.
0: So, uh, I, I, well, I guess along those lines, the same with this idea of a fictional, is there a Wolf Turnbull then in your life?
1: Yeah. Wolf Turnbull actually passed away a couple of years ago, oh, Will, because, because it, it, it was, it was actually, um, it was actually me and my friend and, and my dad and his dad. Um, but to get back to the original point, this is all a glorious, tremendous accident because mm. we, we basically put these letters unanswered on, on a website. And we built up this rabid, like, hardcore Facebook fan base. Only about 100 people. That's all it was to start with. And the letters were just sitting in cyber st- cyberspace unanswered. Oh. And then one day, one of our Facebook friends said, um, Peter Hamill from Van de Graaff Generator has seen your website. And he would be receptive to a letter. And that, that's, the fir- that's the first point at which I thought, my God, this could actually be interactive. Yeah. Um, but what, what makes it so beautiful, Will, is that we did try, once, once the idea was in my head, I, I started to send our letters to management, um, management of, of the artists, because what we do, there's no trickery involved. If we write a letter, we always let the artist know that it's a, that it's a joke before oh, we start okay. We gotcha. have to, it's not fair not to. So, what we say to the artist is just imagine that we're that boat, we're that bloke, this barge backstage with a laminate, and started to <laughs> tell you what your songs are about. We're that guy, you know, we're that guy. And they right. go, Oh, yeah, but then they go, Oh, god, yeah, I know him, you know. <laughs> um, and then the beauty of it was the management obviously we, did, we had no luck with management, but what would happen is somebody would say, I do the hair, I'm a hairdresser. And the drummer from X band comes in once a month or I'm i I'm a, I'm a drum oh. tech or or my brother is a roadie or my, my cousin is the bassist. So we actually secured all of these responses through the back door of the industry, j- just through our Facebook friends. And of course, as it grew exponentially, people like Nick Kershaw and Howard Jones and Kim Wilder come along and say, well, if they've done it, then it's, it's okay. Oh. You know, and what we do sometimes, I mean, do you remember do you remember an artist called junior
0: junior um vaguely what was the yeah. uh what was their baby
1: he, he did this he did a song called Mama used to say um okay. and he did yeah but basically I, i've got this like pitch that i send to artists and like junior said as many uh, other artists have said there's no point in doing your pitch you people are legendary we know who you are you wow. got the books okay no so and, and then it got bigger and bigger and bigger right and now we're at the point where I will do a pitch and someone say, I've got the books, yeah. And a lot, some, some artists don't want to get involved, but they still love the concept, but the bar's been set so high with the replies. Now, some artists just say to us, look, I don't think I'd be able to do it justice. I don't think I'll be witty enough. Or as one said to me, which I absolutely loved, he said, I like watching Westerns, but I don't want to be in a gunfight. I love that.
0: (laughs) Yes. uh, Yes. That's perfect. So, and so does that mean that when you were just having these out in cyberspace and you weren't getting responses, but at that point you were still pitching management this idea? Or... Yeah, I
1: think, I, I think because once the idea was in my head, Will, that this could be interactive, I just, yeah, I just, right. I, I was just like firing off loads and loads to management right. and our hit rate was, was nil. But mm. what, what <laughs> just a little bit, bit of grimy stuff here. Sometimes you'll get a, an a, a, a an artist approach you and say, look, I've, I've read your book. I'd love to be involved in this. And I'd say, I sent it to your management. He said, he said, you hated it. And they go, I've never seen it before. I've yes. never seen it before. Mm-hmm. So, so so you don't know if it's right. actually got to the artist or if the management has gone, oh God, this is a waste of time and not told them, you know, you, you, right. because you haven't got direct contact. You, You never know really what the real, right. the real answer is, you know?
0: I could see this being a great, you know, the way you pitched it is this, this, it's the guy backstage, it's the fan that runs up to you on the street and, you know, takes, uh, doesn't see the metaphor, that the artist would see that as a great outlet. Like, oh, I would love to respond to that guy the way I really feel, but I can't.
1: It's exactly, it's exactly that. And, And an example which I go on about again and again and again is that there's a singer in a metal band over here, and he wrote a song about, um, a steam train that that, that had been decommissioned and, um, (laughs) but he wrote it as her, he wrote it, uh, you know, with the female vernacular and this guy barged backstage and said, I love that song that you wrote about your girlfriend. And he went, no, it's about a train. And the guy (laughs) went, no, it isn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It is funny that, uh, you know, and look, the book is hilarious, and certainly we're recommending it to folks, and I know you've got another one coming back out that we'll make sure folks know about too. um, Thank you. but it's it is um, when I remember being a kid, and I took lyrics literally, like I didn't understand that there was poetry, you know, yeah. that the people were doing metaphors. now, as you grow up, and you learn that it's like even richer, but um that there are folks who don't sort of maybe evolve out of that stage and just take stuff for face value, which is obviously the, what lends to so much comedy in, in your yeah. letters here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, that's exactly it. But what, what we sometimes, what sometimes happens is, is um, we'll, we'll deliberately get the wrong, the wrong end of the stick for comedic purposes, but right. the artist will say, do you know what? That's exactly what it's about. And I've never told, I've never told anyone that before. And, And then they'll use the letter as a way to actually say, well, actually this is what I really meant. Okay. okay. So, so that's amazing. That happens an awful lot. So an artist will say, do you know what? No one's ever picked up on that before, but on that particular lyric, you're absolutely right. And so he'll flower, he'll flower the rest of the lettering comedy, but say, actually on this point, you're bang on and no one's ever, no one's ever got that before. (laughs) And and, And you've only got it by trying to be silly. Right. You know,
0: Wow. It happens an awful lot. That's really interesting. Crazy, Yeah. Do you ever get letters back from the artist? And uh, look, you, you again, you're skilled at doing this, you know, by channeling your, your father. Uh, yeah. And now you've got that sort of voice. And um, uh, do you ever get letters back from artists where you think, uh, I wish they had said this, or this would have been funnier this way? And do you have any... F- freedom to edit or work with them or you just pretty much what you get is fantastic and just by the nature of getting it from the artist it's good enough i mean it's great
1: it's it's the second bit yeah it's the second bit it's just it's as simple as that sometimes we get letters back and they just want to plug the new album and you know and we're going it's not really what it's very very rare though will um in this in in the current edit i'm doing for the book which should be out next week every single reply is completely untouched rather than just a comma or a bit of a bit of, you know, a typo. I, I never, I never mess about with a reply. Once I get it, it, it it's, it's a one stop shop. Will you only get one chance with these guys? Right. I mean, we, we do remain friends with a lot of them, right? Um but we say that anything you write back will, will be printed verbatim, Right. That's it.
0: And so, and is it that you've remained friendly with them or, or, and, and, or that the pop, the popularity of the books at this point that you're able to get some of the artists to actually read their own letters? We've had that. Pretty, yeah, I know. I know you have. I mean, how did you pull that off? It's amazing. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It's a complete, it's a complete accident. As I said,
1: it's because they get it, Will. I mean, Yeah. we had um, one of our fans a few years ago, I've never forgotten this. She said, if you... She, 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 said, if I, I, she said, I work for a magazine, and if my commissioning editor told me that I had to gather a hundred letters, you know, replies to letters, and get them voiced for nothing, yeah. you know, I'd probably just be, I'd just probably walk out the job. yeah It's, okay. it's, it's, okay. it's just because it's, uh, Rupert Hine, the Rush producer, was at our book launch, and he said, what you've done is you've managed to tap into that mischievous side which mm. all musicians have got. That they don't get a chance to showcase, Right. and we're on the we're on the tour bus, or you know we're bored waiting for a plane. It's just a lovely release to just let that mischievous side out, you know, just right. just, just let the just, just let that chink out. And at the end of the day, it just makes you love your artists even more. If you're a fan of Nick Kershaw, then you see that he's got a great sense of humour, right? Humour, and he's in in he's he's messing about with us, right? Every everybody wins, and as I always say our letters are the bread, but the replies are the jam. It's not about what (laughs) we write. It's about what we provoke to to come back, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, you say that about liking them even more. And I didn't know that the, the respondents, the artists are in on it or understood that. And I already liked them. So, you know, and they were so, even though some of them, uh, they do it in a humorous way or a funny way. It's, it's, it's such a, a great spirit that, yeah, you can't help but, uh. Like you said, have a greater admiration for them. Um, yeah. Was there yeah. anybody that um, you have any favorites of uh, artists that you got responses from?
1: Funnily enough, we just spoke off air there, but um, I'm just proofreading this 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 new book, which should be out next week. And the one that's jumping out at me is is Chris Butler from The Waitresses. It's absolutely incredible wow. what he wrote. Uh, we, we what we did we we, we assumed that Christmas wrapping. Right. Was about this woman who kept on bumping into a serial killer, you know, and throughout, throughout the year, yeah. you know, and like he, he takes her to a beach, but it's a deserted beach, but perhaps, you know, he was seen so he couldn't kill her. And, right. and it was a ridiculous letter. And I thought, how's he going to get come back on this? And Chris wrote us a letter back from an inmate in prison who had been wrongly accused of 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 it's just inc- it's just incredible so, and, and, awesome. and, and it's got because it's like prison correspondence will right. there's like bits censored out of it and x's uh, and all this
0: stuff it's just it's
1: wow. and it's it's so good that i've actually ended the book with it as if to say we can't follow it
0: yeah wow that's so look he's a hometown guy for us here and uh Christmas rapping is my favorite Christmas song of all time. Well, oh, for sure, absolutely, uh, it, for sure. It, the lyrics, right? look, I love the storytelling. I love the music. I love their music. The Waitress's music is so different, but um, that's that's fantastic. Now, did Chris mention he lives in Jeffrey Dahmer's house? No way. Yeah. So Jeffrey Dahmer, when he, I think his first kill, maybe he still lived with his family. He was pretty young. He lived that's in the home crazy. that Chris lives in now. Um, that's not why Chris bought it. It just happened to be this, you know, home that he yeah. wanted to buy. But uh, he said he well, saw that's, his... cra-
1: that's crazy because yeah. you see, when, I, when an artist says yes, yeah, the first thing I do is go, yeah. And then I think, oh God, what are we going to write? You know, yeah. so I looked at Christmas rap and I liked the idea of this woman bumping into this bloke all the year through. And yeah. then I realized that um, where Chris comes from is one of the highest Per capita places for serial killers. So I thought, no. that's it. That's what, that's what I've got. That's what I've got. So, so so that's why I had the serial killer angle in there. But I had wow. no idea. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that's, that, that's why I picked that angle. Because I thought, that's- what if this guy... It's like he he's bumping into the yeah. you know, there's a charts beating in the shop, but he's been watch he's been watching the shop for a couple yeah. of days, waiting for it to go. So that that's crazy. I will bring that up with Chris next time I speak to him. That's oh, yeah.
0: crazy. He said he has folks like show up at the door to see the house, you know, just like, hey, can oh, he we come do. see the <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer's house? That's that's a, such a funny take on that song, too, because you know, we, we think of it as uh you know, it's uh, just a uh, kismet that these folks keep bumping into each other, but yeah. he's stalking well, her. <laughs> that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, the, uh, we mentioned that because the, the the first the first encounter is, is on the ski slope, isn't it? Or well, the second right. encounter is on the ski yep, slope. The ski trip, right. And it's like he's going to try and push her off. It's just <laughs> crazy. And then I thought, how the hell is he going to come back? And yeah. we got this censored letter back, which is obviously from the inmate in prison saying, right. thank you. for. Uh, it's just incredible. But you, you, you'll see it when it comes out. And that's,
0: that's Dear Mr. Popstar, right? That's Yeah, that's out. it. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah, so that's
1: you, coming out next week.
0: Do you have any uh white whales out there so to speak, folks that you haven't heard back from that you would love to be able to work with?
1: Um I get that question a lot and th- the answer is will, it's all about the lyric mate. Yeah. So, it's not the artist, it's the lyric. Mm. I I could look at a lyric from a lesser from a lesser known an artist and say, oh "My god, I could really get my teeth into that." Um so the answer is no. It's driven by who we get fed from our fans and mm-hmm. who we get fed from the contributors. I do very little now to get an artist involved. It's either come from somebody that's that's already in the books or it's a fan. It's right. it's it's kind of we're we're kind of notorious now. So I'm I'm happy with with what I get. I mean I don't let every I, I don't I don't write to everybody that expresses an interest because I think. I've got this radar of who I think would fit or not. It's really hard right. to explain, Will, I but see. I would go it's 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 like this indefinable thing where I go, that fits the vibe, but right. that artist wouldn't, you know. It's it, it's indefinable.
0: It sounds like any artist, you know, any creator that uh it's not about the left brain it's about the right brain you know and something's just gonna connect and that sort of magic then happens and you're often writing a letter
1: yeah i mean some people say oh i've got ex artist; you won't be interested in them and i go no he's perfect i've got mm. this vibe." i go no i'll definitely have him right, right you know but and then we get sometimes you get a really famous Artist, and we're not offending them because the, the approach hasn't been made yet. Okay. Yeah. Cause what was a, a fan would say, do you know what? I've got a link to so-and-so would you be interested? Can I make an approach? And I go, don't think it'd fit the vibe. Yeah. And, and yeah. It, it sat in my mouth before I can think of it. I just got this indefinable radar as, as, as to who would be not, not who would be funny, but who would fit the right. books.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. I, I can't explain it. Well, I've, I've mused over it. I just don't understand myself.
0: Well, you know, in a sense, it, it's like you're, it's the way you, I would imagine. If look, you look, it's that musical part of you, you know, writing a song or writing music. It's
1: I also like the fact that when you see people like Axel Rose and he says, "I'm not releasing Chinese Democracy because the base isn't right," or you know, right. and you've got I've got this. What I love about this whole thing is that until the record is released, it is the possession of the artist. Okay, right. but as soon as it's unleashed onto the world, they've got no control, no control as to how it's interpreted. Right. Some people take it personally, some people take it literally, and they lose something of the work once it's been released Yeah. because it's not, it's not theirs anymore. If, if right. you understand, oh. you know, it's, that's what, that's what Russ Ballard says. He said, says, they're, they're my babies and I release them out into the world and I see them grow up. Yeah. Yes. Some don't turn up as a, as some, some, some turn out as with teenagers and some become bankers and so, you know.
0: Yeah. And that's why I'm mad at George Lucas, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> he seems to think he could, he's always got his babies. He's, he's a helicopter parent in today's vernacular. Uh, anyway, I want to point out to folks, in case I haven't made it clear, that uh what's especially great about your book is that it features so many i mean like 90 percent of these guys are were huge in the 80s i would say it's huge yeah Uh,
1: yeah i I like dealing with the 80s a lot because they're so comfortable with who they are will because they've been famous for like 40 years 30 Mm -hmm. years and they they, they've heard it all and i i i love it that they come back and say you know most of the emails that drop in my email box are from like requests for autographs or pas yeah but when i got that i just went god yeah you know, because it's so, it's so unusual. Yeah. It, it's, and it's, as I said, it's, it's a happy accident. I, I couldn't have sat, I could not have sat down 15 years ago and, and, and see where we are now. It's impossible because it's, it's all been an organic-like mistake, you know. You
0: know, you make me think now, uh, and part of that 80s thing, and, you know, certainly it's the time and the experience, but uh, we like to think, certainly on our show, that our generation growing up, you know, Gen Xers, and folks even coming before then have a certain fortitude or toughness or sort of self-esteem and, you know, are, are comfort, comfortable in ourselves that makes us a little sort of more protected from like Twitter and that kind of social media nonsense. I wonder what kind, of, if you were to do this with contemporary artists, if they would get it, you know, or and um, participate even.
1: we got very, very, very few. I mean, we've, yeah. got, we've got a lot of 90s lot we've got a lot yeah. of 90s artists but again they they're only 10 years behind the 80s yeah. now, so they they've, they've, had, they've su- had 20 30 years to like you know yeah. live with themselves so um this surprised. is a very good point for some reason we just don't get many new artists coming across our radar really yeah. but i like it like that. i, I like it i, I like that yeah. it's you know the the old school and it's people that you that you, that you grew up with when you were 13 right. and you and, th- and then you go back and review a song like yeah yeah i wouldn't change any of it
0: well dave i want to thank you for uh writing this book dear mr kershaw a pensioner to write so very clever uh and we enjoyed it thoroughly and now we're looking forward to because i imagine it's available now uh, dear mr Popstar," we're yeah, looking forward to reading that as well Pop. thanks again dave for your time today
1: uh that's been a pleasure will thank you so much mate take care
0: Did you ever write a fan letter? If you did and you feel comfortable doing so, let us know. Write me at will at 1980snow.com. And know that that doesn't count as a fan letter. Because we don't have any fans, I, I don't think. But you're listening. So that says something, I guess. Anyway, on behalf of me and Kat and John, we will talk to you next time on 1980s Now.
1: Cast is part of the 80s Ruled Network. Visit the 80s Ruled on Facebook for more 1980s awesomeness.